Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen, let's dive on into today's topic. All right, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. We have an amazing guest on today, y'all. I feel like she is in my family and I just never met her until we got on Clubhouse because just how we are so aligned and in sync with how we are helping other people in self-discovery, self-love, and just really embracing who they truly are according to what God says they are and not what society says they are. So please, everyone, let's give a warm welcome to Miss Rochelle. And you have to have the role in there. Make sure you have the role in there. Sylvan, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you, Imani. I'm super excited. <laughs> you rolled that R. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you got to roll that R. I have a friend and she has that R in there, too. And I'm like, you got to roll the R in your name. Get it right. You know, just like how it was, you know, Janet would be like, yes, yeah, Janet, but Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, it's the same kind of concept. It is, right? <laughs> you got to come correct, right? So. Oh my gosh, guys, if you have not been on Clubhouse, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I really do not. I have met such amazing, phenomenal men and women on this platform. First of all, it's all audio. So you can be in your pajamas, you can be in your snuggly, doesn't matter what you have on, we can't see you, but we can hear you. But that's so much more powerful is the voice because we can feel your passion. We can feel your angst when you are worried or you're feeling sad. We can tell by the tone of your voice and how we all just gather around each other with such respect, with such consideration, with such support. And we don't even know each other. That's the crazy thing about it. We have not met each other in person. We may have not met each other in our different circles, but just this one app has brought that connection and that's how it was with me and Rochelle. It's just, she is just so amazing. We had our connection chat. We was trying to figure out how to get off of it. We were like, we wanted to continue the conversation. We are like, okay, we're going to go now. No, no, no. Okay, we're, we're really going to go now. And it just didn't happen. But to nurture the relationship is the part that we all miss. We all want to connect, but we only want to connect when we feel it's reasonable. And that doesn't work in relationships. You have to nurture it. You have to help foster it so that it grows because at the end of the day we should all be about helping and serving one another to win so that we all can win together so miss Rochelle please tell us the vision of what got you started with your business well thank you first of all Imani for allowing me to share this platform with you I think it's amazing that you had this podcast and try you work so hard to reach so many people out there and give them inspiration is so desired so need right and so many of us need the inspiration and sometimes we don't know we need it absolutely <laughs> so to have the opportunity to have such a podcast and it's accessible to many 
I, it's definitely an amazing endeavor and I really um, uplift you with that process. It's really an amazing platform to be in. For me, my journey in terms of what got me started with my business, I, honestly, it was a conversation I had with myself and trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. And when I say that, I mean, I was already in my 40s. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And have accomplished social worker. I have a licensed master social worker. I was doing medical social worker and behavioral health social work. And I had already founded a non-for-profit. Still, I was lacking. I felt that I was lacking a disconnect between what I was doing and who I was. So I got into this journey without realizing it to really start asking myself this deep-rooted question as to who am I really? Mm. What am I really about? What brings me joy? What inspires me? What makes me feel fulfilled? What is the thing that I enjoy doing the most? And the more I asked these questions to myself, I was able to identify areas in my life where I felt the most joyful. And as a person, I've always been one who's always of support to others, always of service to others, always willing and ready to uplift and motivate someone and help them process things. I love pouring into others. So it's not by accident that I have been blessed to be able to be in this, where I am today. In retrospect, it was always part of me. And so I came to the realization that impacting lives is really what my main purpose in this life is. And it's not by accident that I became a social worker. It's not by accident that I founded my non-for-profit. All that, all these roles were of service. All these roles were of service to others and impacting them and motivating them and really helping others the best way I was able to. So, and the more I did that, the more I was able to get on stage. When I say stage, I was I used to do a lot of speaking at the time, especially when it came down to my non-for-profit. I realized that the feeling and the, 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 the energy that was being generated within me every time I got the opportunity to speak to others about um, giving or about striving, about pushing about getting to the next stage of their lives, I felt empowered. I felt I felt like a light was beaming through me. As if whatever that light was, it was coming through me and going towards other people. So in 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 reflection, the feedback I was getting every time that I was doing that, it was always like a wow. So I realized this is where my where I connected. So I knew at that moment when I came to with that realization that speaking, using my voice to serve is my gift. Using my voice to impact is my gift. And when I look at my role as well in my family and in my other relationships, I've always been that person that people came to for advice, to help them process, to help them navigate so areas in their life that they have some confusion to really try to put things into perspective. So it's not by accident, like I said, that I identify in all these areas of my life 
the one thing that was the common thread is the fact that I was impacting and each and every one of these people. So I always say, if I impact one life, that's my paycheck. If I have one impact, I just got paid. So I do it because I'm passionate about it. I do it because I have a love for humanity. I have a love to really see people reach the highest level of themselves and stand in their truth and show up for themselves authentically. This is why I do what I do. So in addition to speaking, I do my life coaching. I'm a life strategist. And I actually recently uh, launched my another program of mine where I reignite people. So that's why I do what I do. This is how long I've been doing it. And I'm enjoying every single moment of it. So thank you. And this is what I love about this, everyone, is she is so humble as she's saying it. And that's when you know you are truly obeying the call, right? Because you are dying to self daily, y'all. You don't want no pride. You don't want these accolades. You don't want the attention. You just know I am just showing up where God needs me to show up. I'm just using my voice because God needs the message to be spread. And that you're focusing on the impact and transformation that is desired for that person because you have found that impact and transformation for yourself. And so you are helping others to rediscover who they truly are, to reignite that fire within them. Well, I feel like we're about to preach today. Okay, so <laughs> because she just got me excited when she was speaking. I was like, oh, okay, is that all you do? You sure that's it? Because that's a big choose to fill guys it is so amazing when you know you are walking in God's call and you are taking every piece of experience that you have had thus far and you see it as it has helped you to become where you are going instead of oh that was a mistake oh that never should have happened that's a bad experience you have taken the time to really remix and reshape even your own thinking and how you have gotten to where you are. So I would love for you to expand on what the journey was like for you to truly do that inner work and that self-discovery of who you truly are. So during my process of asking myself these deep-rooted questions, I, had also, I also had to identify areas that was holding me back uh, as to for me to not be able to fulfill everything that, I, that I'm that i destined to. So I had to really start asking me something, again, going back to some of the questions and identification, identifying what are my thoughts about things, what are my assumptions about things, what is, you know, what are the things that are holding me back, the blockers, the barriers, as to what makes me not want to take that leap. It's all about sometimes, you know, we have big aspiration. We think we know what we want. We think we want to want to do it, and then something is. But you're still not doing it. So what's causing me? So I had to go back to basic and start really exploring all these areas and releasing it, releasing it because it's not serving me anymore. So releasing it and realizing, wow, you know what? I thought this way, but it wasn't real. It wasn't the real reality. My assumption about this situation or this person or the the encounter. It's just an assumption 
I am the one creating this 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 story in my head. So how do I release it? And it's it's also going deeper in the thoughts. It's like, okay, I say I want to do this, but how come I've been saying it? I'm not moving anywhere. I've been saying it for a couple of years now, but I'm still where I I'm, I'm still sitting in that same couch. Why? Just identify it. And what I have found for myself, the reason why that I've never really fully pushed myself is because I had a fear. And my fear was a fear of success. My fear of success is kind of like I was clear as to what my gift. I became clear what my purpose. I became clear as to what I'm good at. And showing up in these elements, fully the only what does that represent? What comes with it? Am I able or will I be able to handle all that it comes with? And the assumption that I was making that I was not able to, that I would not be able to handle the lack of privacy and the whatever, you know, I, I'm going to talk big, the fame or the, 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 the uh, being noticed and all these other stuff and and, and showing up all the time and people are, you know, always like taking control of your time and all these elements that may come with it. Because family for me is sacred and I may maybe not have enough time for family. It's kind of like out and then I created this scenario that I won't be able to. So I started being afraid of what that looked like. So I had some beliefs in my head that if I do this, this will happen. But it's, it's not necessarily true. You can create the path in which you want things to fall. Right? So I had to really reprocess that for myself and realizing that it's okay. So I had to release it. God will never give you something that you can't handle. No matter how trialing it may be. If you're dealing with it, if it's in your path, that means he believes you can. And you have to trust and believe in his beliefs for you and have faith that he knows. He knows the direction that you should be taking, especially when you come to a space where you're very aligned. So that was one of the steps. And then I had to come to realization also to identify my core values, right? It's like, what really... Who am I really? Like, hey, I gotta know who I am. I've identified what's holding me back, the thoughts about it. Now let's talk about, once this is released, let's talk about what's really, what do I really stand for? What's the most important thing? What are the most important things in my life? Let's identify this rent them. That process also helps you understand why you make assumptions and interpretation. It also helps you understand why if you're dealing with the interaction with someone, it helps you put things into perspective as to why someone else is, is reacting or behaving a certain way. Why? Because what's important to me may not be important to them. So therefore, their so reaction to what we're dealing with, or let's say you're engaging in a conversation with someone and they're like feeling, they don't see it and they can't connect. Why? Because it's not as important to them. So it allows you to, to a moment to reflect and realize, like, you know what? Or, or this is because that may not be the person's main values. And I'll take an example, right? Let's think about um, honesty. If honesty is one of your top values, 
when somebody is dishonest with you, it will take you to the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, if, for example, I say, hey, Imani, like, you know, you're like, why, why are you so upset, Michelle? Like, why are you so upset? And you can't understand why I'm so upset. What's the big deal? The person gives you a little a fib, the lie. What's the big deal? And then I'm like, what do you mean it's a big deal? It's a big deal for me. Why? Because it's my value that got triggered. You asking yes. me why is it a big deal because it's not that serious to you because you don't value honesty the same way. So for you, it's like, whatever, to just get a fib, it's okay, let's get over it, let's move forward. You know, what's the big deal? So once we understand our values, we understand why we're triggered a certain way as in, in comparison to someone else if they trigger the same way. So what's, what may trigger you may not trigger me <laughs> because our value may not be the same. Same thing for me, like loyalty is huge and family is huge. So if I say, hey, you're like a family member to me and you were dishonest with me or you didn't, it would be like my, it would shake me to the ground because you're like family. That means you did me wrong, like a family member would have done yeah. me wrong. So it's kind of like it's a double jeopardy. You get, get what I'm saying? So it's really hard. This is, so that's the, the process of understanding and, and, and exploring values that's really, really crucial to really getting to know who you truly are because you get a deeper understanding of your of, of who you say you are and what you're about. So that was very, um, that was a revelation for me as well. So I put things in perspective. It allowed me to start the process of forgiveness because of that because now I understand you know, that if this has had happened, it's because you don't necessarily see things the same way. So it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong or right. It just means that it is. And I have to take, accept it from what, for what it is at where it's at. Where it's at. And I'm, about, I'm able to fully release it. Because now I, I can only imagine that you're not at the space where I am. And it's okay. Because we all go differently. That's okay. I, I absolutely love that. I'm just like, Jesus, she she really is a relative. She she thinks just like I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's so true. We all have to go through that journey, right? Of really figuring out who are we really to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because so often we get so in, encumbered in like an autopilot by operating in the ways people perceive us mm-hmm. or they feel we should or they told us we should or we're also also stuck with like assumptions and wanting to feel accepted and all of these things. And so often it because because of something we've never dealt with in the first place mm-hmm. and we've been running from it all this time, even though the lesson keeps repeating itself. But it's like we're knocking our head against the wall. Like, well, I don't get it, but we have to slow down. And then one, we have to give ourselves grace. We can give grace to everyone else, but to give it to ourselves to understand, hey, hey, sis, it's okay. Yes, this happened, but what did you learn from it? Hey, sis, I understand that was painful, but why was it painful? Because I know, like for me, my issue was to I put myself on such an unrealistic expectation pedestal that I could never meet myself. So I was constantly burning myself into the ground off of an expectation that could never be achieved. But yet I still wanted to happen. It's like, hello, <laughs> is anybody there? 
And it's so true. When you take that time to pause, stop, and reflect as I say it, just like you said, you find out that the person who's triggered, it's not because of you personally. It's because you are sparking something in them that they have not dealt with or aren't even aware that it's a a problem for them. But once you know that you're at peace to be like, hey, I still love you anyway, even if we agree to disagree, I'm still going to actively listen to what you have to say. When so often we're already coming up with our rebuttal. I mean, I used to be like that. I'd be hearing you talking like I already got my word to say back and you finish. And I'm like, wait a minute, what did she say? You know, (laughs) especially when you're offended, you're like, I'm ready to just smite you from Genesis to Revelation. But I don't even remember why. I want to because I was not actually listening and hearing you intently. So I love how you said to go with your core values. I think so often people think our core values is like, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I do this. When really it's what is kind of like the compass for why you operate in those different roles. So kind of expand a little bit more on how you help people to really understand what their true core values are and how to operate from them. Well, like I mentioned earlier, so it's really important to I encourage people to always list your top 10, you know, and sometimes there are some that you don't even realize are values, right? Uh, there's so many values that people have. And the re- also understanding that values are something that are transit too. So what a, a value you might have had years ago may not be your value today. Same way this process of discovery is ongoing, right? So you, you experience life and life makes you see things differently, uh, process things differently, and have a whole different perspective on certain things that you might have had before. So it's really important to continuously reevaluate your values and what, what's important to you. And I believe, I found for myself, my top five have always remained my top five. <laughs> you know, other things may be more important to others, but my top five have always been my top five. Uh, and, 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 and that's really the understanding of what, as you go through experiences and understand and, and paying attention, paying attention, be an active listener in your journey. And paying attention to what's being generated at this moment. Why is it being generated? What is it, what's, what's being brought up for me? What's coming up? And that's the process that really makes you realize because this is really a deep thing for me. I feel this is a strong component of me. Now, one could say, well, if you don't like it, if you realize that component is not something you want to keep, then you work towards releasing it. But yet the, the core tends to see, seems for me anyway to always be the core um, because first we have the influence of family, community, and, it, you know, that, that, that influences our value. Then when you, you step in out in life, you realize what you were taught at home or what you have learned. You don't connect with that anymore. You're not about that life anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not for me anymore. And it's okay. <laughs> But often enough, we realize there's still some core elements that we learn from home that are still part of our base. And it's really identifying that and being okay, being at peace with it. 
and, 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 and celebrating these lights. There's nothing wrong. You may be the only one standing in your bed, but they're yours. And it's okay. It is all good. <laughs> it is okay. Because they're yours. <laughs> they're exactly. Yours. And it, it makes you who, you who you are and embracing it and celebrating it and being okay with it. So that's what I had to learn to do and being fully, again, fully aligned with them. So when I walk to life, I walk aligned with my values. If it doesn't, if it doesn't fit the value, then I don't engage. But I will not compromise my values for anything or anyone because that's who, that's the essence of who I am at the moment. I love that. And I think what you said is so key is that once you know what your core values are, you don't compromise them, you don't settle. You don't toe the line. You don't sit on the fence. You're like, no, I am who I am because of these values. And even though, yes, they may evolve over time, I'm giving myself permission to adapt, which is what life is all about. You are constantly adapting and shifting and pivoting among what those core foundational values are. But it's what defines you and how you operate, because if you're not operating in alignment, as you said, everyone's going to treat you out of misalignment as well, because you are showing them how to treat you. But once you get intentional and get back into alignment and you stay true to those boundaries, you stay true to those values. Yes, you're going to get pushed back for at first, but at the end of the day, they're going to respect you more because you are staying true to those values which helps hold them accountable. Until so you do, it's kind of like anything goes. And so you are really intentional to really focus, as you said, on what is really my values? What do I represent? What would I advocate for? What would I fight for at the end of the day? Because it's important to me. Without worrying about other people's perceptions of why it's important to you or not, because that's really not our problem. Our power is in how we respond to what is said or done to us. And only we can allow those things to be taken away by our choices. And so being intentional, even about our choices and who we surround ourselves with and the things we involve ourselves in makes such a big difference. So, of course, you know, I don't think Rochelle thought she was going to get away without me mentioning this, but she says she likes to dance. So, of course, we were talking about old school with Teddy and, you know, Lionel Richie and the OJs and the Temptations and all that. How is dance integral for you and part of your self-discovery and self-love? Well, so you'll be surprised and happy to hear this. So, during my journey... And my self-discovery work, I've always danced all my life. So since I was a kid, I danced, I perform. I was like, I was, I'm, a, I'm a dancer. And it's one of my, as you talk about, besides the core value, that's one of my roots. <laughs> that's just like, give me a beat, I'm up. That's exactly. Me. However, so I have to say to you, because it's interesting, it's all connected. As I was uh, going through my process and identifying all the stages that I was going through and the way in which I was going through them, I came up, I realized that we all have a rhythm to who we are. And if we are able, there's a vibration inside of us. If we tune in, we could feel that vibration within. And often enough, 
what causes us to feel like we're off our game is because we're off rhythm. So I have create, I've written a, 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 journal, um, a book journal where I come up with a seven-step process to connecting with your inner rhythm. <laughs> so mm. it, it, it's all because we're, when you off beat, you're off beat. When the, if the music is just not, you know, moving in the way in which it needs to move and you feel like there's one sound that's, that's not correct and you're dancing, you're doing two steps and there's an extra step there and you missed it, you're off your game. So we are, life, it's like a rhythmic, life is rhythmic. We need to be in tune with it. We need to flow with the sound within. We need to be able to fully listen to that vibration that's being generated within us and to be balanced with it at all time in a line. So it's interesting <laughs> when you ask that. And I didn't expect that question at all, but it's interesting. <laughs> so music and, and dancing, it's just like, you know, it's just like you need to find that rhythmic, the, whatever the, your rhythm is, you need to find it and be in sync with it because you don't want to be off your, your, your steps. So that's kind of how, that has played, and I realized, like, you know what? I, when I when I listen to the sound of the drum, which I love, my favorite instrument, it's just like, you know, if you make one move that's wrong, you off your your beat. And I want to be within my beat. I want to feel the beat, the way in which it was presented, and I want to dance to it, the way it sounded. I want to put the right moves with the right sound, and I need to be aligned to do that. And absolutely it's all about the synergy and the harmony of the rhythm because you know you can't jam the same way to hip-hop like you can to some smooth r&b jazz you gotta slow all the way down and if you're not actively listening you're gonna miss, miss that the beat changed and not only that imagine if you have like a, a dj playing music and it goes from one sound to the next you need to be able to pick it up yeah you gotta pick it up <laughs> You know, so you can't be dropping it like it's hot to ah, Teddy Pendergrass. Exactly. That, no, no, yeah. it's, it's not that time for that. Exactly. <laughs> or if you are dropping it like it's hot, you need to know how to turn around and go back to that smooth. Yep, you got to switch it up real quick, switch it up. So, yeah, when you're intentional, you even know what the rhythm is of your emotions. Exactly. You know how to deal with them so you don't get so offended. So you don't end up saying something you don't mean or even doing something you don't mean. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Am I, is this serious? Mm-hmm. Or am I blowing it out of proportion? Mm-hmm. Was I even actively engaged or did they catch me off rhythm? And now I want to snap, crackle and pop at you. And now you don't have no idea. Why don't went off on you? Because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. That's not even what the conversation was about. But it is so true because I know for myself, there's different songs and music I got to listen to for certain things. You know, I have my soaking music when I'm in my journal and Bible time. When I just want to dance off, okay, I got my dance party hits, you know, and don't let the right song come on the radio while I'm working. Okay. Everything stops for five minutes and I have a personal dance party over in the corner (laughs) because that brings you joy. And I think that is so key that you're also talking about is find the joy Mm -hmm. in your life for you, Mm -hmm. not for everyone else or what people think it should be. But what is joyful for you? For me, it's having a personal dance party. It's, you know. Feeding the stray kittens. I even have a stray cat now. I call her Angel Kitty because she always shows up when I'm not feeling good. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's like a simple reminder from God of, hey, daughter, I know. Mm-hmm. It's good. Just come love on me. Because you know how cats are. They're just like, just come love on me. So I go love on Jesus through the angel kitty. Now, do my neighbors look at me like I'm crazy? They sure do. Do I care? No. <laughs> because I have, exactly. But I'm more self-assured in who I am. That even if it doesn't vibe with someone, that's still okay. I still love them, but I also still love me. Mm -hmm. Rochelle, this has been such an amazing interview. And before we go, I would love for you to tell everyone what is one key tip you would like to leave them with in regards to self-love and self-discovery. The one key tip is you take the, the, there is a flame within you. We all have it. We were born with that flame. And it's really important to go deep and connect with it. Because what we're seeking outside of ourselves resides within us. And you have to trust the process and believe that you do carry what it takes to become and show up as the better version of yourself. So take the time, give yourself grace, and remind yourself that you do have what it takes for you to be who you're destined to be. That's my tip. That is powerful. Please let everyone know how they can connect with you to find out more about everything that you do and, of course, your new program as well. Well, I am definitely on Instagram. And it's uh, underscore Rashes uh, at Rashes Sylvain. I am also on Facebook, Rochelle Sylvain, and LinkedIn. And I also have my website, www.rochellesylvain.com. And my new program is called Reignite Me, where I will spark your inner motivation. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> connect with your purpose and live the life you're destined to live with purpose, fulfillment enjoy and it's really it's a 12-week program with the spread in three three components where i also walk through the seven-step process of self-discovery and energy shifting it's an amazing program so definitely you know you can get into my dm you can you know email me through my website you linkedin i'm there facebook i'm there i'm all over and, and I even started a TikTok this weekend. Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> wait a minute. They're not ready for sale. They're not ready for that. <laughs> I started a TikTok this weekend. So I'm there. I'm about to be found. <laughs> and, uh, and it, so definitely I would love to be able to connect with, you know, anyone who has an interest. And I, you know, when people tend to forget or choose not to uh, pay attention to is that, the process is there. We could all go through it. But it's also important to have someone to, 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 to help you through the process. I know that I had, and it's very important to have that person. So, and it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> it's okay to seek the, the assistance. So I'm there to serve. And I'm, I'm at everybody's service. I'm at everybody's service. So that's it. <laughs> I love that. You guys heard it. She is here to be of service. She's here to walk alongside you on the journey. You do not have to go it alone. And we just thank you for taking the time to just listen to this episode. 
If there was anything that resonated with you, please feel free to reach out to Ms. Rochelle. You can also reach out to me. And we just hope that it was beneficial and it was a blessing to you. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I hope you continue to soar and shine in everything. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.